<laughs> okay. And welcome to the Six of One podcast. This is a curious podcast where we talk about, well, curious things. I am one half of your host, Kyle. Keel, and this is the other. Keel. <laughs> this is the other, my other half. Well, not my other half, but our other half. Sav. Everybody's uh, other half, comrade. Everybody's <laughs> comrade. <laughs> Matt and I will do that. Like when we talk about like joint things. Um, or when we talk about the baby. I'll be like, well, your baby or my baby. He goes, it's our baby, comrade. You know, comrade. Because like in communism, everything is yeah. owned Comradery. by the people. Yep. Yeah. By the people. For yeah. the people. Yeah. So that's the joke. There's a joke. It's <laughs> a great joke. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. That was beautiful. Uh. Oh, there's more. Anyway, how you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. How are you? Good. Living the dream. Good. Living the dream. Do, do, do. I yeah. can't think of uh, anything that's really happened this week. I got my booster. Right. You're on intercession. We're on intercession. So that's fun. Yeah. Good little week off. Did some... Mm, uh, breaky break. A little painting around the house and... Uh, Played a lot of Call of Duty. Oh, there you go. Just really a mental rehab week, I think. Just playing Call of Duty, just uh, getting ready for when they come out with uh, Call of Duty World War Three. <laughs> Based on true events. No. <laughs> no, like I was thinking about that. It's trash. Like it's awful. Like that was a little joke, and I do apologize for that joke. It wasn't like a joke, joke. Because well, also for real that like. After this whole thing happens, there's going to be a Call of Duty about it. Oh, more than likely. There's, that's what the latest Call of Duty, Call of Duty Vanguard is about, is World War II. Right. So. Yeah, like yeah. They, they just. But pick also, a thing. in times of, you know, horrific events, it, you sometimes you just got to make jokes. Right. But, like, it's not our horrific event, really. I mean. It's not mine. It's not. It's not ours. I'm here. I'm not in the Ukraine. But I empathize slash sympathize. Yeah. Because. Just the images, and I can't even imagine what everyone's going through right now. Right, yeah, but I'm not there, so it's not really, like, my no. deal to make a joke about. It is not. There's been a lot of discourse over that recently on TikTok. Yeah. A lot of discourse. There's always a lot of discourse My on, discourse on TikTok. is, oh my gosh, there's this uh, woman that I follow <laughs> that uh, <laughs> she, um, She's a black woman mm-hmm. and she tells like current events mm-hmm. like she's spilling tea on something. Oh, my God. I love that. But like she's like very heavily uses AAVE in it, like to a point where sometimes because yep. I am white and not a fluid speaker of AAVE. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, I get the gist, but I don't <laughs> understand what she's saying. <laughs> but like the way she says it just mm-hmm. makes so much sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like I know more about this situation because this lady is. Because she's putting it in better terms for you. Yeah, but like she'll d- she just like gives people nicknames. Like, uh, I love, love She calls that. Putin. Bi- no, she calls Putin, I think, Daddy P. Daddy P. And then uh, <laughs> Biden was Big Daddy B. I love that. And then um, she's calling the president of the Ukraine just Zeke. Zeke? Zeke. <laughs> his name is not Zeke, I don't think. No, but it's like, the his last name is, starts with a Z. Oh, it's, it's like, like Zeke. Zeke six, oh, I, I, I've known. It's, uh, I can't think of it right now. Know. Sorry about that. <laughs> I've read it like a million times, but like Sorry, I haven't Ukraine. said it out loud or heard it out loud in a while. N- yeah. But I've read it a ton of times recently. <laughs> um. And I'm sorry, but Putin's been like in, you know, our news forever. Oh yeah. Um. 
speaking of which, I just watched a clip uh, from Piers Morgan, mm-hmm. and Pamela Anderson was on, and it alluded to the fact that she has uh, EU EU'd with uh, Putin. What? Yeah, well, she was talking about how she wrote him a letter once because, you know, how Pam Anderson's Canadian. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so she um, wrote him a letter to get him to, like, encourage him to make, like, importation of seal products illegal. Oh. So it would cut down on, sea, like, seal clubbing mm, okay. or the sealing trade okay. in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it worked. What? Yeah. He was like, dope, do it. Well, and then they fucked. That, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was then or before or after, but like, it was heavily alluded to. And if not, like I think Putin would do it. Putin would be down to clown. For sure. It's just a very interesting cer- set of circumstances as to why right. that happened. Right. She was like, you want these big tits, Daddy P? <laughs> Stop killing my seals. Let me sit on your missile. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but she's smart as hell. She, yeah. Pamela Anderson is a, is a smart lady. She's a good, yeah. I mean, um, she's just been, really know you know, her. like, I don't really know her. I mean, I don't really know her either, man. I don't really know her at all. <laughs> anyway, should we do it? Yeah, let's get into it now that we've talked for like a thousand, Four thousand years. years. Eh, it's not been that long, right? Well, I, I made sure my first part was short because of this. And just Always. to account for it. Six of one. So what are we talking about today? Okay, so today we are talking about High Rising Terminal, also known what? as Upspeak or Uptalk. So the, what? <laughs> the reason that I um, decided to do this is because, uh, speaking of the situation we were just talking about, right? You know how Yay, because he legally goes by Yay now. Oh my God. Like, he, I think he changed his name. But Kanye. Um was dating Julia Fox, whoever the fuck she is, right? <gasps> Uncut Jams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm pissed, I kind just of. recently learned her name. I did not know her name until today. Right. I learned her name a few days ago because I've been, like, wrapped up in, like, how, how unhinged. And, like, I know he has a mental di- mental disorder, but he also is, like, you know, also threatening people online. So, like, that's, that's very that's, problematic behavior. And those yay. are two separate things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to excuse his problematic behavior because he has bipolar disorder. I'm not going to say his bipolar disorder is causing his erratic behavior. Two separate things, maybe related, right. but still bad. Either way, uh, not a good person. <laughs> yeah. Either way, was dating Julia Fox. Wait, right? is that who she's referring to in that quote? Well, because, yeah, well, they, because, yeah, they asked if she was Ye's. Yeah, because he's going by Ye now. I didn't know that's what they were saying. Yeah, and they're, they're what, like, what she was so saying. are you Ye's muse? And she's like, yeah, he just likes to dress me up. And then she says, I like... She's like, what is a muse? What is and a muse? she goes... I um, was Josh whoever. Well, you know, I was just Josh Safdie's muse in Uncut Gems. Who's, okay, who's Josh Safdie, by the way? The guy that directed Uncut Gems. Or wrote and directed Uncut Gems. What's Uncut Gems? Uncut Gems? Is that movie that had Adam Sandler? Because a lot of people were like, no, Adam Sandler was his muse. But you know, it was that movie with Adam Sandler and he uh, was like a jewels dealer. I don't know that It movie. came out on, I think, Netflix like two years ago. This is why I'm confused on why she's saying that. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a good movie. Makes sense. It's a good movie. Okay, but it's a movie. And it's why is movie. she the muse for that? I think she might have been seeing Josh Tafty at that time. I don't know. Oh... I don't know. I also don't know. I don't. Is. I've never heard this lady's <laughs> name until Kanye. I know. You know, like I don't know this lady. Uh, either way. Either way. 
either either way, you know, people were making fun of it. You know, yeah, yeah. whatever. I, I got it when people were making fun of like what she actually said, right? Yeah. But then when people started just to make fun of the way she said it, mm-hmm. I was like, mm, not cool. And then Cara Delevingne made fun of her. And then people like called that out because they're like, you're her peer and or like bet like when like a common person is making fun of this lady Mm -hmm. here nor there. Right. 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 But like you are another celebrity. You're a public figure. Right. You're a public figure. Like she probably looks at you as like either a peer or like somebody to look up to. A role model. Yeah. And you are trashing her. Yeah. Just by the way she speaks. Yeah. And like the way she speaks is like a. We're going to talk about it. So. That's the reason I was like, let's talk about mm. Upspeak, because that, that is, like, the, the way she goes on Cut Gems. That's Upspeak? Yeah. Like, going so up? When you finish a sentence, like, it's a question. So Got it. Okay. It's a feature of some variants of English where declarative sentences can end in a rising pitch, typically found in yes-no questions. Like, I just did right there. I... <laughs> yes, no questions. <laughs> didn't realize that that's the way she spoke. I thought she was like doing a character or something. No, I think it's just. Well, I think it. I don't know. There's a lot of you know debate around it because yeah. she's from New York, and that's very much. We'll that's get into they, it, but it's very much kind of like more of a Valley Girl speak. Yeah, yeah. So it, it does feel like she kind of like contrived that voice when she like went out to Hollywood. Oh yeah. But like, also, I do it, and I'm doing it right now. I thought she was just doing it to be funny about it. Okay. No, that, no, that's just now that I know that, that I feel bad. She is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have to feel bad. I mean, like you don't know who this lady is. It's just a meme that popped up on your fucking TikTok. So like all over the place. All of a sudden, all I was like, over "What the is place. this?" Because people love to make fun of women, and that's, we'll get into it. Okay. So, high rising terminal. Mm-hmm. Um, it is claimed um, to be especially common among younger speakers and women. Course. Although there's not like we'll get into it, but there's not like huge proof that it's just women, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's but found I, these these it's found a lot of places. Two main Englishes it's found in is an American English and uh, Australian English. Interesting. Which when I heard that, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Now that I can, yeah. yeah. Um, when I think about it. In the U.S., the phenomenon may be fairly recent, but is increasingly common characteristic of speech. However, some scientific and linguistic inquiry on this topic has been more extensive, has more extensive history in Australia, New Zealand and Britain, where they have noted it as early as World War Two. It's still kind of modern. Right. But like still old. Yeah. Seven to 80 years ago. Yeah. 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 Old Um, for. Yeah. Old for... Old for recent. Right, but new for old. But new for old, especially considering it's part of language. Right. But it's just like stylistic language, not like yeah. Yeah. words are different. I mean, the way we talk now is different than the way everyone talked in World War II, so... Definitely. So, yeah, the fact that it has like survived that long is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, other places it's often heard are Canada. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, when people are like, Eh? <laughs> oh yeah. Eh? I feel like when you're making fun of a Canadian accent, you do it. Oh, you do right. Um, and then Cape Town, South Africa, the Falkland Islands in South America, and then as I said before, primarily in the U.S., it is Southern California, mm-hmm. where they call it like Valley Speak or Valley Girl Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, other U.S. U.S. Uh, other U.S. locations, uh, it can be heard. Are parts of rural Midwest, 
the rural upper Midwest, like Minnesota or North Dakota. Yeah, kind of around. So when people are like, yeah, they're like, oh, I'm Minnesota, and they go, oh, it's up, you know. Sorry, guys. Sorry if you're from Minnesota. Also, I would imagine then the UP because. It bleeds. Minnesota bleeds into the UP a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like a Uber accent a for Uber sure. Accent, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it is characterized in Britain as uh, Australian question in in notation. That's what they call it instead of high rising terminal. Oh. Um, but it's also blamed from the popularity of Australian soap operas. So, like, people in Britain are like, "Well, if we didn't watch all those fucking soap operas, we wouldn't have all of our kids talking this way." <laughs> That's hilarious. Right? <laughs> Why would you ever blame anything on a soap opera? Right. Um, but it's also a feature of several Irish-English dialects, especially Mid-Ulster in Belfast. Hmm, okay. So it's like, it just it's pops up everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Oof. Um, High-rising terminal also occurs in non-English language, such as Arabic, Aramaic, Cham, Tuvaluan, no, Tuvaluan? I don't I know, know where that's I from. Know that is. <laughs> and Dominican Spanish. Interesting. As well as other Spanishes, but I guess Dominican Spanish was the like the primary. The primary one where you would find it. Interesting. And it's called high rising terminal because it's terminal meaning the end of end of something, end yeah. of a sentence, and then high rising because you're going up. Yeah, probably. I looked that up, but I'm I'm guessing you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um. In editing, I should put a counter. A little ding every time we do it. One of us goes up, but the uh, does that. Uh, I I do it. The high rising terminal. Right. I also did this because my um coworker was talking about how she does it all the time, and she's like, and I was telling her about like you know the theories around it that I knew of, and uh, she was like, oh, I think I just do it because I watched too much Clueless when I was growing up, because <laughs> they're in California and they do it because it's yeah the way you talk over there. Yeah, but blame it on TV. So yeah. Papa's Clueless. Also, fun fact, before we go on our first break, but uh, my husband spent most of his childhood in California, Mm -hmm. and uh, he got made fun of relentlessly when he went to high school because of it, (laughs) like, because of, like, High Rising Terminal. Really? Yeah. So, did he move here for high school? Was he here for high school? Yeah, he moved here when he was, like, 16, I think. So, he was, like, mm, sophomore or junior year, I think. Yeah. And right so, in the midst of yeah, high school. and like he goes. So now he that has sucks. like a weird like if you'll you know you've talked to him, but like he has a weird like mix between that California accent and then also like heavily Midwestern. He doesn't have a native Midwestern accent, right? You, you notice it when you're talking to him, but it's not right. like obtrusively Californian. No, no, yeah, and I feel like. I feel like he sounds more Midwestern than like you and I sound because I feel like he had to try to, to sound overcompensate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you know, so I'm like, like, oh my God. sometimes he'll say things I'm like, oof, that's a Midwestern <laughs> accent if I <laughs> ever heard one. Yeah. No, I could imagine how much he got made fun of because that would be something that Michigan right. kids would make fun of for sure. Are you kidding me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah, he was definitely made like, and it's not like that because he also said like hella too much. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, yeah. probably. And then like the other things like vocal fry, where you kind of like, you know, you do it in your voice a little bit too, where you and I do it too, but, but I do it because I have too high pitch. Of, uh, my voice is very naturally high pitched, so I 
drop it down because I was made fun of for being naturally high pitched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I use my lower register. So then when you use your lower register, you kind of draw out words at the end. Just because, oh, like, yeah. how your vocal cords work. Yeah. Well, you have to. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you have to, but... I don't know. But, like... That's interesting. I never thought about that. Like, this is where I comfortably speak now, but, like, it's not comfortable for me to no. speak. Like, it's not, not like, my natural place I should speak. No. But I don't know where that is anymore, so this is what <laughs> we're stuck with. <laughs> Because people make fun of me. No, that's Because, fair. yeah, when I speak normally, let me try. When I speak in my normal register, it's about this high. Like, this is where my normal register at least would be. That's not super high. But it's, like, a lot higher than I normally speak. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, it might be higher than that. I'm really trying to, like, not lower my voice. Like, now I'm going back into it. <laughs> it's crazy. That's interesting. I never thought about my voice. It's just always been my voice. And right. I'm like, I don't go fuck if it's too low for you. Yeah. Listen. Well, <laughs> right. And I feel like you don't, like, you could speak lower. I can speak really low. I can go, I can go right down here. If right. I and there was this guy on uh, TikTok who was talking about how, like, it was a gay man, and he was talking about how, like, people, you know, they're always like, oh, why do you speak like that? Why do you speak, like, high pitched and, you know, yeah. like you're gay? Right. And he was like, honestly, most straight men are the ones that are changing their voice, and gay men are the ones that are just not. That's a good point. And he said, if you can see an Adam's apple moving when you talk, yeah, it means somebody's purposefully lowering their voice. And like, I can't see really? your Adam's apple move when you talk. Move? Oh, like up and down. Like up and down. Well, yeah, because when you go higher, it goes up a little yeah. bit, and when you go lower, it goes right. down. So if you can see it move up and down to like its normal resting place, and then lower when you talk. <gasps> That's crazy. Now I'm gonna watch everybody's Adam's apple. Right. So talk. you just have a naturally <laughs> low voice. Yeah. It's just naturally low, and it just naturally yeah. sounds like this. Yeah. I don't try to. How would you try to change your? Oh. You would just talk. Lower. They lower. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like you would just like. I mean, and maybe you would if you were straight, you know. Probably. Like from because you're trying to be like heteronormative, but like you already talk low, so maybe not. I thought you meant like take the gay out of it, you know, like the right, but like the high pitchedness. I feel like is nasalness like, and the high, not the high pitchedness, right. but the nasalness and the like. Right. What are there other parts of... That's really just having, like, a normal register voice. Yeah. And people are like, your voice sounds gay. And you're <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> How could a voice be gay? It's right? so fucking stupid. Nah, high school is a wild time. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll come back into it. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to talk a lot about... It's kind of all over the place, but we're going to talk a lot about up talk. Welcome back to the Six of One podcast. We're here. We're queer. <laughs> I'll speak the devil. Queer. And we're talking about up talk. I'm just going to forever refer to it as up talk. Up talk? It's easier. Yeah, it's fair. Then high intensity finalizer. What? What's it called? <laughs> high intensity interval workout. Or what's the T stand in it? High intensity. No. Training? High intensity interval training. Yeah. You're right. Training. Oh, There's high two intensity eyes. is. There's two eyes. That's a hyphenated word, so technically it would only be one word. What? You know, like hit workouts. I'm talking about yeah. hit workouts. Yeah. High intensity interval workout. Oh, is it H I I T? H I I T. Oh. Yes. I never mind. 
I don't know why I know that. Okay, either way, up talk. Okay, so the term up talk is coi- was coined or is said to be coined by um, this guy named James Gorman, who was a journalist. James Corden. Gorman. <laughs> James Corden. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was coined by James Gorman on August 15th. 1993 which was three days before i was born wow fun fact about me i could have been born that day you could have um but i wasn't i waited (laughs) um because i wanted this guy to have his moment (laughs) (laughs) okay so james gorman is a professor um Oh, that's all I said about him. Okay, I didn't tell you where he was professor. <laughs> he's he, professor. He really doesn't matter that much. Um, he does, but like, okay. But he realized that um, although he used to not use up speak or up talk mm-hmm. um, in his speech patterns, working with students for a while, he started to pick up on it. Oh, yeah, because they're younger. Right. Yeah, and so they used it. Mm-hmm. And this was in 1993, right? So mm-hmm. almost 30 years ago. Um. So he wrote his whole article about it. Um, in his uh, article, he cites Cynthia McLemore, um, a University of Pennsylvania linguist. See, I gave her her credentials. Him, I was like, he's a professor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Um, who notes that uh, regarding Uptalk that what's going on now, so this was you know, 30 years ago, right, mm-hmm. um, Is looks to be a dialectical shift. Mm. So she's like, People are going to start talking. Like, this is going to be the new way people talk. Interesting. Okay. Um, she was not wrong. Well, but, like, also that was 30 years ago, and people are still talking about how this is a new way to talk. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. So, as I said before, he reiterates that uh, high-rising terminal has been seen. Oh, he reiterates in the article that high-rising terminal has been seen in other countries. Mm-hmm. Um. And in our country for a while, but the change seems to uh, seem different to professors. Like, so professors and linguists are like, now we're really making a change, you know, in this 1993 article. Oh, okay. Um, He also talks about the big problem with Uptalk, that it's seen as, you know, tentative, testing, or oversensitive. And that it removes authority from his voice when speaking. Removes authority? Yeah. Yes, it does. So he's like, it makes you seem unsure. It does. It's not as um, assertive. It's not as... Right, but like, is it really not? Um, Because here's... Yeah. What's the word you're thinking of? I can't remember. Okay. I don't know. I had it. Well, here's what Mick Lamore says. So some linguists... He stated agreed with his assess- assessment of the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like as you were like, yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. But Micklemore disagrees. She says that people tend to hear, or she says, um, oh, people tend to hear what they want to hear. Um, and the article states that one can, for instance, take a speech pattern common among women and link it to stereotypes that are of women. Right. So, like, is does it really make you seem unsure, or do you just think that women are unsure? Right, and therefore, and think, therefore, this speech yeah. pattern that usually women use makes you seem unsure. It's a good question. I think it's how you use it. It's all on how you use it. Yeah. Are you using it? Are you? 
in your speech too, do you have pause? Do or do you just right. ramble on? Do you right. like what other techniques are you using in dialogue? Definitely make an impact. I don't think it single-handedly can right. influence whether someone is seems right because it's not about is it's just about seems. no seems assertive or right. sure i think it's in conjunction with other things i don't think that alone it would necessarily That's determine that fair it could be volume of voice it could be um tone of voice like pitch like right. we we're talking about like but like, you a lot could of stuff also not use it and also seem unsure and that's know? the thing too yeah. you could every one of your declarative sentences can end mm-hmm. you know down right and you can also yeah have a quiet voice and seem like you don't know what you're talking about right you could take breaks in your sentences and seem like you don't know what you're talking about yeah yeah so i think it has more to do with the person's personality than it always has personality to do with yeah the way that they're actually speaking yes um and body language too and everything right the whole all of it yeah so deborah tannen who is a famed linguist from georgetown and she like like when i took a linguist linguistics class like once mm-hmm. and we talked about deborah tannen a lot and then i also took like a women in communications class in college and we talked about deborah tannen a lot because she has this like book about how like women and men talk differently yeah. uh, it's like a super popular book um Either way, she supports the theory that um, it doesn't have to do with any, a person's confidence. So, like, as we just said, right, mm-hmm. that whether or not, like, it's perceived or not, it doesn't have to actually do with a person's confidence. Okay. Um, and her, so the, what she says to, like, talk about why this happens is that um, there's a fundamental human impulse to imitate what we hear. So teenagers mm-hmm. talk this way because other teenagers talk this way. Mm-hmm. And they just want to sound like their peers. Mm-hmm. So like people just talk this way because they like like the guy like he's not unsure of himself, right? Mm-mm. But like he's hanging out with a whole bunch of nineteen year olds and he just starts talking that way. Yeah. Or if you hang around, I mean, you see this all the time when you hang right. around people with accents, you'll notice yeah. their voice is starting to change to their accent. Right. Yep. Yeah, it just happens because you just like mirror other people. You mirror, yeah. Do you know why? Because you're trying to make them feel comfortable. Yep. Yeah. I was making that up. I didn't actually know that. that <laughs> well, that was a I good mean, educated like, guess. I think I knew that at one point, but like I didn't know if that was what your answer was going to be. What are they? Um, what it's are like they, parroting. What is that? What is that saying? That um, I- oh, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's yeah. Makes you comfortable. Yeah, it makes you comfortable, but it doesn't really because I feel like when somebody does it to you, you're like, <laughs> why are you making fun of my accent? <laughs> depends. It depends. Yeah, on the person. But like, you don't mean to do it when you do it usually. Mm-mm. Um, AKA code switching. Yeah, yeah. Um, so other linguists also think that there is a purpose to uptalk. Oh, purpose. so it's not just that somebody's just copying somebody. Right, it's not just there. That's perfect. Um, Mark Aronoff, um, from the State University of New York at Stony Brook. Um, believed it is a way to indicate that the person is not done speaking. Oh. Which I feel like when you tie that back to like women too, makes a lot of sense. Because like what you're basically indicating is like, don't interrupt me. Don't cut me off. Because that is a a thing. Right. That might be an evolutionary thing because I'm sure that women were always cut off by men. Yeah. And so like if you keep, like if you, if you are indicating a way that like, especially because when you, I feel like when you go do up speak, 
and you talk up, mm-hmm. you kind of like extend the word a little bit. So then you go into your next sentence faster. So that you don't take breaks. If you take breaks when you talk to a man, if you are a person that talks to a man, you know that man will take the opportunity mm-hmm. to talk. Mm-hmm. If there's like five seconds. Mm-hmm. When I say a man, I mean your stereotypical man. Right. Yeah. The, the man that we mean when we say man, not the not all men. <laughs> yes. Cisgender, straight. Yeah. Just move this whole and not, I mean, like any kind of iteration of that, too. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like it does fall. Like, you sometimes you have, like, a cisgendered gay man that will do that, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like I do, like, just there. Sometimes <laughs> I do feel like I cut people off. But that's just because I'm a very excitable person. And I Fair. feel like I need to... What I have to say is super important. I, that's fair. I do the <laughs> and same I thing. don't want to forget it is the thing too. I also do the same thing, so I understand that. But there is like I feel like there are certain ways that like you know because men and women are only different because we're socialized differently, right? Correct. And so like even if you're a gay man, you're still socialized as a man. Yeah. And so like to a certain point, and then like then you were yeah yeah you fit into your your intersection of. You know, identities crossed at one point. Right, right. And the way people treated you. Yeah. But um, you're still, you know, socialized as a man mm-hmm. to a certain extent. So mm-hmm, then you're mm-hmm. going to still have man traits. Mm-hmm. Unless you unlearn your man traits. That's true, yeah. And not like oh, they're all bad, but like interrupting people is a little bad. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> we can all agree on that. Um, so Mecklemore, going back to that lady. Mecklemore. When did he come into this story? Mecklemore. <laughs> Mecklemore um, says it might be a way to indicate also that a, like the person that you're talking to understands what you're saying. Oh, yeah. So you're just kind of like trying to be like, you <gasps> get it? Did we just solve this riddle? So, okay. Kind of oh. a little bit tangent. I have had, I, I've noticed that people do this quite often. Some people, my mom is a person that does this all the time. At the end of every sentence, or not every sentence, but most sentences, she'll say, right? Oh, I do that a lot. Right? Or, you know? Yeah. I've always wondered why people do that. And is that night, is that part of Uptalk, you think? I feel like it's related. Yeah, it's related to this, at least, theory in, like, why people use Uptalk. Like, the way I just did right there. Right. Where I'm like, you know, like, you know what I mean, right? You know? Right, right. I think that's part of it. Yeah, no, I think so too. My dad does it, but he doesn't like use uptalk at all. Um, but he always says, "You know what I mean." Yeah, that's but like he doesn't one. give you, you know enough time mean? to answer. Right. So you're like, you're sure, okay. <laughs> right. I mean, like you probably know what he means, I, yeah. but like that's that's his way of like indicating like you're following. Right. Like yeah. if if you are not following, you need to you know, you know, raise yeah, your hand big, now. He's a <laughs> he's a big person that does that for sure. Right. Yeah. Usually with people like that, I get to the point where I'm just like, I don't even respond. Right. I this don't isn't necessary. I'm looking you in the eye. I know I'm, you're f- I'm following you. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I'm nodding my head. Yeah. But like, that's right. the thing too. I feel like with Upspeak, then you don't have to like, you're not actually asking the question. No. You're just waiting for, not even waiting for, but like you do that. And then they, the other person you're talking to knows to like nod their head. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or to be like, give you an affirmative facial feed, like. Mm-hmm. Movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But like on the other end, I'm also the type of person. Like I think this is a a trait of women or people that are socialized to be women. Um, I am the type of person that when somebody else talks, like you just did right there, where you're like, uh huh, mm-hmm. yeah, 
Okay. Like I'll 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 use like I won't let somebody just ramble on. I feel like I have to give them an aff- affirmation while they're talking to oh. let them know that I'm still listening. Yes. I mostly do it on the phone because like I can't give you like a visual affirmation. <laughs> right. Because we're on the phone, but yeah. like I also do it I think in person. Yeah, I do it a lot in person too. Mhm. I feel like it's a polite thing to do. Right, but I feel like some people don't like p- other people that they don't they don't think it is. They're like, oh, you're interrupting me. And, uh, you know, right. I mean, like, it's just, you know, it just depends. Yeah. Either way, uh, <laughs> so Macklemore, Macklemore, Macklemore <laughs> also noticed while studying. Uh, so what she did, she studied like a group of students at a Texas sorority. Mm-hmm. Um, and she noticed that was commonly used. So Upspeak was commonly used by leaders as a way to highlight new information. Oh, interesting. Okay. Right. So they would be like, we're having a bake sale. It's going to be at the church. We're going to charge $5. But then, like, when they were telling people things that they knew, they were like, our meeting's at 5 a.m. And they didn't use Upspeak if you already knew it. Very interesting. They were just reminding you of something you already knew. It makes sense because that's a way to draw attention to something. Break yeah. Up the monotony. Yeah, you're like, this is a new information. Cool. This is old information. I love learning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in the end of that article, Gorman, back to James Corden, <laughs> James Gorman states that um, he still sees. Uh, so even though he has this, all this new information, right, from McLemore yep, and yep. from other people, mm-hmm. he still sees Uptalk as a character flaw in himself. Oh. And not as like an accepted way of speaking. Well, that's how you feel about yourself, sir. That's not a generalization. Yeah. You can't make that. Uh, well, I feel like he also makes because, like, if you if you see something in yourself and you criticize it, right, mm-hmm. then you potentially criticize that in other people. Oh, you absolutely do. That's why, like, internalized fat phobia is bad, right? Right. Like people are like, ah, it's not bad because I just hate myself because I'm fat. And I was like, but you hate yourself because mm-hmm. you're fat because you hate other people that are fat. Mm-hmm. In the end. Or homophobia. Right. Like, yeah, if you hate, like, you can't just be like, well, I'm only homophobic to myself. <laughs> like, right. You're also homophobic. Right. You know? So it's that kind of thing. Hmm. So Gorman was like, I don't like it. Um, however, Mick Lamore noted that it's going to be a new form of American English. <laughs> She's like, it's got to stick around. It's going to fucking stay, man. But. <laughs> The thing is, it's 29 years later, and it's still viewed more like Gorman sees it, and not wholly yeah. accepted like McLemore thought it would be. Yeah. So we're going to investigate further in our next section, but let's take a break. Okay. Six of one. Welcome, welcome. We're here talking about Uptalk. I don't know why I want to talk say Oop-talk. it like that. Uptalk? Uptalk. Up talk. Okay. Okay. Up talk. Okay. So now we're getting into like other stuff about up talk. I don't know. Like these notes are kind of messy, but like I feel like we just learn more things each time we go into. There's not really like a succession of. There wasn't a real succession. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like a topic. It's an idea. It's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually like part of it. Is like I was like I want to talk about like we haven't talked about an idea in a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. Yeah, we talked about people. We talked about paces. We talked about things. We have not talked about ideas for a while. I think the last idea we talked about was a blonde. Yeah, <laughs> a blonde, a blonde reduplication, yeah. which is another language thing. Why are we? Why yeah. are we only talking about language ideas? I don't know. 
They're fun ideas. They're fun. We love language. We just love language. I think that's a thing. That's true. I almost well, like thought about being like studying linguistics, but that was like, what am I gonna do with a linguistics degree? Teach people linguistics? I currently th- went through that thought process during the recording of this podcast episode. That's so I funny. Like, Should I change my PhD to linguistics? And I was like, that's a bad idea. I don't right, know what the like, fuck I would do with that. What are you gonna do? Teach linguistics? Study linguistics? Talk about linguistics? Like that's all you can do. I could do that in the educational right. sector. It's like philosophy. Like when you get a degree in philosophy, like cool, great. But like now all your all your degree is is you just get to talk about philosophy now. Yep. Which is great, but like yeah. <laughs> Is that what you want to do with the rest right. of your life? Right. Like is it's not really an do? applicable thing to no. other things, no. you know? Right. Either way. Anyway. Okay, so this is from an uh, NPR article from 2015. So we're flash forwarding 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, this centers around, I think it was written by this journalist, but it also centers around um, this journalist. Her name is Jessica Gross. She is, um, so like she does a podcast for Slate okay. and other things. Um, but she sought out a vocal, co- co- a vocal coach, a vocal vocal coach. coach to mm-hmm. fix her up speak. Um, cause like, so she used to get like emails. I didn't write this in the notes, but I you know did these notes today. So I remember, um, <laughs> but she was get we used to get like hate mail, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like, Oh my God, your voice is so annoying. They probably didn't sound like that because they were like, Oh my God, your voice is so annoying. Sad. Um, and she was just like, whatever, I don't care. Right. But then she was like interviewing somebody and he was like, the way you talk makes you sound like a child. Oh. And then she was like, maybe this is hurting my career a little bit. I mean, it's possible. Right. So she sought out a um, coach, a vocal coach, to help her change her voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in the article, she's talking about that. And then she talks about a Stanford linguist, our linguistics professor, Penny Eckert, who is like, you should not have to fucking change your voice for that. You shouldn't have to change the way you speak to suit society. You got like, it, Penny. Fuck that guy. Um, so then she points out that the complaints about female upspeak and vocal fry, which is the other thing I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a tendency to draw out the end of your words or sentences with a low, creaky voice. Um, mm-hmm. They ignore the fact, typically, that men also do those things. Mm-hmm. Like men do upspeak, men do vocal fry. Mm-hmm. But like there are not as often criticized for it no like every other fucking thing on this planet yes um so she claims that vocal fry is actually traditionally used by men right and still is i would assume because mm-hmm, it's considered like to have a lower voice which mm-hmm. creates a vocal fry is considered a sign of hypermasculinity. right um she also talks about how up talk is used by both genders um Stylistically, in a variety of ways. So she's like, everybody's using op talk. Right. Men are mostly using vocal fry. Right. What's that about? Um, there's an article. So this is another article by Mashable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I should spoil the other article. At the end of it, she decides not to use the vocal coach and just keeps her voice. So, oh, like, yeah. Power to her. Good for her. Um, so this other article I was reading from Mashable mm-hmm. um, by Rachel Thompson, it's 2000, in 2018, also points out that the onus of speaking with upspeak, um, be, that being unprofessional, falls mostly on women. Yes. Um, she also brings into the conversation the use of the word like. Mm, yeah. Um, she speaks about a situation where she was debating an older male colleague. They were like off work, like hanging out, having drinks, right? Mm-hmm. They were talking about social media and like teenagers. And mm-hmm. um, he said to her, 
like halfway through the argument, if you say one like one more time, I'm gonna lose my shit. <gasps> I would cut off his testicles. Right, which How is just rude. Like, that's fucking rude. How many times do you think he said um in that same conversation? Right. But like even if he didn't, like, it's not your deal. No. Like, I don't know. It just pisses me off when you're like, Oh, you say like too much. Like, oh, you're you know, doing too much like Oh my god. But the thing that she talks about too Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've, I don't think I put this in there is that like he was losing the argument. <laughs> so he was losing the argument. So instead of like having a valid fucking rebuttal, he's going to, th- he's like, a, a but the attack. way you spoke during the argument yeah. sucked, yeah. you know, yeah, like, typical man, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> so she speaks about how that incident made her feel like intensely angry, but also very self-conscious about the way she spoke moving forward. Of course. Cause like I've been caught, I've been called out for that before, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, it, it is like the first feeling. You're like, fuck you, right? But then you're also like, do other people think this? No, <laughs> right, and then you get a complexity about it. Yeah. Right. Um, complex. <laughs> complex. Complexity. Complexity. Complex. We all knew what you meant. You know. Um. She also touches on the fact that these terms used. Um. So the term upspeak instead of high. Rising terminal. I couldn't think of this <laughs> you word. didn't even know it either. <laughs> I know because I haven't said it in so long. Um, but high rising terminal. Um, and so using upspeak instead of high rising terminal mm-hmm. and using, you know, vocal fry instead of whatever. I don't know what the technical term for vocal fry is. Right. Talking too fucking low and <laughs> drawing <laughs> words out. Um, but like those two terms um, used for the ways in which people speak are weaponized towards women. So, like, mm. people came up with these terms, and then people were just like, now we're going to use those terms to sound smart when we tell you that you sound like an idiot. Huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> in the article, she cited cites um, the NPR piece that uh-huh. I was mentioned above uh-huh. um, and states that men are likely, just as likely, to use these stylings mm-hmm. as the woman said above. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she... Uh, Talks about how they're not as likely criticized. And to prove these statements or her point, um, she goes on to discuss this woman named Andy O, who's the host of a podcast called Who the Fuck. I mean, it's Who the Fuck is Gossip Girl. Um, the fuck part is bleeped out in like the spelling of it. Oh. Uh. But apparently it was like a podcast from 2018 where um, Andy O and this other person were on the podcast and the other person's watching Gossip Girl for the first time. Oh. And so she's just kind of like navigating them through watching Gossip Girl for the first time. Interesting concept. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she was sent shitty emails about how she overused the word like often. Why do people want to call this out? Right. Like uh, you don't think that they realize they do that? Yeah. Yeah. Like and like also like her point too. She was like, don't fucking listen to my podcast. Yeah. Like if you don't like the way I speak, don't send me an email about how you don't like the way I speak. Find another one. Just stop listening to the way I speak. Find like you didn't, podcast. nobody made you listen to me. No. Yeah. Um, so she also discusses the, the author also discusses, um, there was an episode of this American life, you know, the NPR show. I don't, but oh, it's a show. It's a very popular show on NPR. Mm. Um, and she talks about, Oh, that is your foot. <laughs> I'm touching your foot. I was like, what is that? That's easy. <laughs> um, but Ira Glass, who's like the man that hosts it, he's very mm-hmm. famous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 
public radio. Mm-hmm. Um, he addresses emails from listeners that were sent to the show's female staff, uh-huh. in which he states are some of the angriest emails that the show gets. And they're all about ways women talk. Why do people think that's okay? Right. And like he's like a man that's like, I don't get these fucking emails, but other people do. Yeah, right. Um, so just because the problem, so the problem isn't gender specific, right? Right. As we've talked about, men use vocal fry. Men use up talk. Right. It's not really a problem either. Right. Right. But like the quote unquote According to the issue people. that people have right. isn't gender specific, but the only people that have issue are usually with women. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I think also younger people too. Uh, I didn't really get into that, but like it's mostly women. Well, yeah, women and younger people because they're seen as um, not right. lesser, but weaker, weaker individuals. Right. But like, I, th- I, I do think that like, yeah, if a, like a teenage boy, right, is using up speak, then um, people write that off. It's like, oh, he's a teenager. It's fine. You know? Right. Yeah. Where if a teenage girl is using up speak, they're like, you better change your way you talk right yeah. now or you're never going to get yeah. a job and nobody's ever going to fucking respect you. It's like nobody's ever going to fucking respect her anyway because she's just a woman. And that's like the thing. <laughs> like I, I, at this point sometimes, like with people, I, I just don't take, you know, somebody going, oh, people will respect you more as a woman if you do these things. Because the people that don't respect me because I do these things are the people that aren't going to respect me just because I have a vagina. You know? Right, right. Like, they just don't respect me because I'm a woman. So why would I change things? Right. And who the fuck are you to say? Right. People are going to respect you more as a woman if you do this. Thing. Right. And, like, I've, you know, heard that from well-meaning people, too, you know? Like, quote-unquote, well-meaning people. No, no, they're not really well-meaning. But they think they're well-meaning, you know? Yeah. You know, people that think that they, like, they're like, oh, I'm just concerned that other people won't respect But you're concerned with the wrong problem. You should be more concerned with the fact that those people won't respect me. Right. Then you should be concerned of how I need to, like, present myself to be respected. Right. Well, that's much different than being like, hey, in my experience, I've learned this to help you better yourself in your career. Here's this tip. That's so much better and yeah. different. But like even then. Then. Even then. Right. Uh, I'm still kind of like, fuck you. Unwarranted? <laughs> you know? No. I'm like. But like even why? warranted. Like even if you are like, hey, I want to help you. It's, but it's like a woman, you know. Okay. So like this is an extreme example. But it would be like if a woman was like. Okay. Like from like, the woman from like Mad Men era. Right. It's <laughs> like you have to suck their dicks. <laughs> in order to get a promotion. And I'm just telling you that because, like, I learned that you have to suck their dicks in order to get a promotion, right? <laughs> like, I'm not telling you that because I think you should suck their dicks. I'm just telling you that I have learned that. I would be like, It's still like, bye. no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. No, it's true. And, like, it's very extreme. Like, change the way you speak or, like, give fellatio or two different <laughs> things. <laughs> Are they, though? Are they? Are they? You're still changing yourself. Right. <laughs> But like either way, right. you're not. We're not getting to the issue, and the issue is that men aren't respecting women. Right. Not that, or other women aren't respecting women. Right. Because like that's what happens too. Is that the women that grew up being disrespected by men then turn into people that disrespect women? Mm-hmm. Because they're it's a like, cycle. that fucking happened to me. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, that um, that's my tangent on that. Uh, so basically, I think it comes down to people hating women. But we're going to take one more <laughs> break and we're going to talk a little bit more about like what's going on here before we end this episode. 
Six of One. Welcome back to our podcast. The Six of One podcast. That was really low. Yeah. Like, I didn't even half of it didn't come out because it was too low. We're here talking about uptalk. What are we going to talk about now? Okay. So, so the crazy. This is my notes. Yeah, I'm just going to read my notes, okay? Okay. Okay. You do you. I don't know why I said it so aggressively. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 (laughs) Okay. So the craziest part about this, which I'm still trying to find the answer to. Mm -hmm. So, like, I I was just writing this real time while I was doing my notes. (laughs) Is why this phenomenon is still being used to put people in their place and why it is something that is still super prevalent among mostly teenagers. I am also wondering this. Because, like, it's been this way for at least 30 years, right? Yeah, right. So for 30 years, we've been saying women and teenagers talk like this, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, we've been saying that for 30 years. The people that were 30, or that were teenagers then, have are 30 years older now. They're, like, Correct. 50. They're not talking like this anymore, but teenagers are still talking like this. And why? Why? Oh, that's a good question. I don't understand. Um, and I don't understand why we haven't just gotten fucking used to it. Why we haven't just been like, that's how people talk, and it's fine. That's the better question. I would assume that they learned it because... They were shamed. <laughs> when they were... <laughs> no, when the parents were younger, in their right. 20s, and they had the kids, oh, they were still talking like that. That's a fair assessment. And then they grew out of it as they got older. The kids picked up on what they had picked up on them when they were younger. Right. And then... Picked, you know, it's a vicious cycle. That's true. That's true. I did recently, speaking of when I was like, they were shamed. Because that's what I mean. Like, that's how they grew out of it. Right. Because like, people oh, were yeah. like, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Um, but there was this woman that was talking about um, people saying the word axe instead of ask. Right. That is a, um, wh- uh, what was the, the acronym you used earlier? AAV? Yeah. AAV. A-A-V-E. Yeah, but she didn't really get into like the cultural difference, and that's why, you know? Oh. She was just talking about how saying ax instead of saying ask is... I can't remember what term she used, but she's basically saying it's the easier way to say it, right? It's easier to say ax instead of ask. Your mouth just says it better. Okay, sure. And it's similar to saying, like, prescription instead of prescription. Or saying broccoli instead of broccoli. Oh yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Say, like, they, and I can't remember the linguistics word for it. like. There's a word. There is a word for doing that. Or comfortable bull instead of comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big one because nobody fucking says comfortable. No. Like maybe somebody will say broccoli once, but nobody's saying comfortable. Is that how it's supposed to be said? That's how it's fucking spelled. Yeah. Oh, phonetically, yeah. Phonetically, and I think that's how it's supposed to be said. Like February. February. No like, one says fe- February. Nobody, nobody does that anymore. And, like, all of those are acceptable, but for some reason, acts is not acceptable, hmm. which is probably because of racism. Probably. <laughs> but she didn't get into that, which I thought was, like, it's interesting. It's a big part of that word. That's, like, the exclusive part of that word. The S? What? what? Like, the f- no, it's a race thing. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Like, you don't sure. hear white people saying acts. I have before, yeah. You have? Uh, yeah, but, like, yeah. Rule, like, southern white people. Yeah. I where, feel like I have. Where there are also a lot of black people. That's true. That. That's true. It depends on where you grow. But either way, like, it is the easier way to say it. It does make sense. But, like, she talks about, I guess I say that to say, she talks about this phenomenon, not phenomenon, but, like, this <laughs> theory that, like, you make fun of people for things you were corrected on at one point. Oh, yeah. 
So, like, if you said, let's say you said axe when you were a baby, mm-hmm. right? When you were a child. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, no, honey, that's fucking dumb. You don't say that. Then you're hearing somebody say axe. You're going to be like, that's fucking dumb. You don't say that. You know? Right, right, right. Like, that's going to keep going. So, I feel like that is, like, the, the kind of what's happening with people losing their, you know, upspeak and vocal fry is that people are saying you sound fucking dumb mm-hmm. and then you hear that and then you tell somebody else you sound fucking dumb mm-hmm. and like we just keep going on that cycle mm-hmm. it doesn't up. need to happen it doesn't need to happen let people say acts let people fucking talk how they talk you know what they mean do you know right, what they fucking right, mean right right like who gives a shit if you think it sounds better no no you know no. i don't think it sounds i don't care well everyone wants like an egotistical thing you know everyone's yeah. so egotistical now but it's super like white centric and, and it's super like patriarchal and mm-hmm. it's super dumb it is dumb let people talk let people talk and like don't judge their intelligence on the way that they talk because like you know the uh, two do not go together they don't the two do not mix at all they don't like swear words right there was a ton of studies i saw years ago where s- people that swear are actually more intelligent than people that don't right or swear less. Whatever. Yeah, people that swear more or have more intelligence than yeah. people that swear. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then people are like, don't swear so much because it makes you sound fucking dumb. Well, they don't say that. No. They just, <laughs> it makes you sound like an idiot. It makes right. you sound stupid. Right. Because it's, it's, it has a stigma of right. being a, uh, attributed to the people that, Yeah. I don't know, are lower class or whatever. I know this woman that hates swearing. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how I know her because I feel like I don't want to like call her out. You know? Yeah, I don't want to put her last. Although I don't think the people listen to the podcast, so it's here nor there. But either, I know this person that doesn't swear I and hate hates it when other people swear around I her. So she will swear. like chastise you if you swear around her, right? It's like a whole thing. We just all do not swear around her because it's easier that way. Yeah. Either way, she, um, I was telling my mom about it. And then I was like, yeah, but like I heard her say shut up to her mom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the funniest things like because like i will swear in front of my mom right. all day oh, yeah. long till oh, the cows yeah. go home yeah. i would never tell my mom to shut up no, like unless right. it was like a like it was a playful way like she wasn't like being like shut up mom she was like shut mom you know but like i still i still think i would say that to my mom no like i say it to matt because we like have this whole thing right <laughs> but like it's, yeah. it's definitely it's like, like playful when we say thing. it but like yeah I don't know. In my head, in the way I was raised, saying shut up to somebody is so much more intense than swearing. Well, yeah. I, well, yeah. It's rude. It's so much ruder. Like, say fuck all you want. Don't fucking. Don't tell me to shut don't up. Don't fucking tell somebody to shut up. Damn. Mm. Um, okay. Here nor there. Sorry. That was a big tangent. Either way. <laughs> Let's recap why I speak may be used. I felt like we needed a recap in this final. Recap's yeah. good. We yeah. like recaps. Um, okay, so the reasons why we use Upspeak, right? Mm-hmm. Can convey a sense of understanding to the listener or check in to make sure that they're following what you're saying. Yep. It can put the listener at ease and make you not sound too authoritarian. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't really get into that. I meant to when I was talking about the sorority. Mm-hmm. That was one of her theories. That she was like people use it they also talked about like george bush used it a lot Mm. and it was to like make people feel like he was relatable yeah but like that's also the fucked up thing is that when men use up speak they're relatable when women do it they're dumb Mm -hmm. double standard okay um to hold the floor or ensure that you're not going to be interrupted (laughs) hold the floor i love that term right um or because it's just an involved way that people speak and they just keep catching on through generations yeah um so then when I tried to research 
So I tried to like Google, why do people still have a fucking issue with Upspeak? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I just put all those words as I just said. All those words, just like, like that. Why the fuck <laughs> do people have a problem? <laughs> question like, mark, question mark, exclamation point. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> right, Google's like, did you mean? <laughs> um, but no, nah, I use better words than that. But um, I tried to research it, and um, the things that would come up would either be articles, um, would be mostly, there were other articles. There was either articles about people like being like, let people talk, right? Or mm-hmm. there would be articles that were like, here's how you fucking stop doing it. Oh, interesting. And I thought that, like, when I'm trying to be like, why do we shame people out of doing this? They were like, let me shame you out of doing mm-hmm. this. Um, but I did find one video by Lauren Sergi. Mm-hmm. Who, she was, it was on her website. It was like a, vi- yeah, I read the transcript of the video. I didn't fucking watch the video, <laughs> to be honest. But they had a transcript, so I just read the transcript. Yeah. Um, but so she's a coach, trainer, and speaker. Okay. I don't know. That's so, uh, her accolades. Uh, uh, help self uh, self help guru. I guess something like that. I don't really know what she does. She What's speaks Tony Robbins' on things. Name? Yeah. title. Yeah. Uh, motivational. Motivational speaker. Speaker, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, but she was giving advice to a woman from Melbourne who asked about using Upspeak and how to fix it. She's like, I use mm-hmm. Upspeak. My coworker fucking called me out. How do I stop? <laughs> Uh, these people don't talk like this Um, but in the video she talks about um what she considers the two valid reasons quote unquote Mm -hmm. to use up speak so she's just talking about high rising terminal in general right in general yeah um so one of the reason is at the end of a fucking question right makes sense yes (laughs) we all do that if you don't do that you're insane (laughs) like if you ask somebody a question and you did not raise your voice at the end that's so weird (laughs) right like kyle what's your favorite color no you went up at the end kyle what's your favorite color color i can't not you can't not do it kyle what's your favorite color (laughs) sav what's your favorite color yeah, see, like, Sav, it, it, sounds, color? it sounds insane when you do that. It sounds uh, odd. It not sounds the norm. Insane. We're not going to answer the questions. And nobody's ever going to know our favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so that's one of the reasons. Um, and then when you are literally uncertain. Yeah. So, like, if you're like, we're going to meet tomorrow. Right. I mean, that, in that case, it's kind of a question. And so, yeah. But like, it's like a statement that you're forming into so a question. So basically, only questions. Yeah. Basically, only questions. She says. Um, but it's problematic to use when your um, intentions are when those aren't your intentions. It's problematic to use Upspeak because she says because the listener might be confused and think that you're giving mixed signals, which I don't agree with. I don't know if that's true, yeah. Like, I just don't feel like... I feel like people might say that. Like, you might get right. people like, oh, I don't know if you're asking me a question or not. And it's right. like, but did you really not know? No, that my declarative knew. statement that I just kind of, like, <laughs> raised at the end was an actual question? Yeah. Because there was no way to answer... It's like a rhetorical question. Like, you don't answer right. rhetorical questions, so why would you answer statements that have question intonation? Right. I get not wanting to use it because you don't want to seem um, less authoritative.
authoritarian right. or authoritarian, whatever. Um, right. Or run, you know, any of the other reasons. But I don't think people are getting mixed signals <laughs> about it. Right. I don't <laughs> think that somebody else is listening to you. And like, unless that's like the first time somebody ever talked to somebody <laughs> in their life. <laughs> right. Or like, I don't know. Like, I guess, yeah, if you're not, if the person you're talking to doesn't pick up on social cues in general, maybe they're going to have a hard time. But I feel like that person is also going to have a hard time understanding what you're saying in general because they don't pick on the sa- up on the same social cues as you do. Right. Like there are other layers in there that we're yes. not like you shouldn't change the way you speak because unless somebody was like, "Hey, can you clarify more?" you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you just fucking clarify if they ask, yeah. you know? It's, yeah. I feel like it's not that big a deal. So, I thought that was kind of bullshit. Um, but she did touch on the fact that sometimes criticism of speak along with vocal fry and pitch can be used just as ways to shut up women and put them in their place of course right um and so i kind of felt like she hit the nail on the head there yeah um finally this is like the last thing i read on this um there was a article from uc berkeley mm-hmm. and it was either written by this linguistics professor it was written about this linguistics professor it was kind of hard to tell and there was no like byline you know (laughs) okay so i didn't really know um but his name is or her name i think their name their name (laughs) their name is robin t lackoff okay um no i think it is a woman now that i remember okay yeah because they use she her pronouns and also i think she uses some like self-evidence you know oh okay okay you'll you'll understand okay so robin t lackoff also found that upspeak was heavily associated with women's languages in the language in the mid-70s uh when she wrote her seminal article language and the woman's place (laughs) which she then expanded into a book um but she concluded that women tend to use upspeak both voluntarily and involuntarily to avoid being accused of sounding bitchy or bossy. So, like, that does go back to, like, people being yep. like, oh, you don't sound authoritative authoritative yep. when you use it. But, like, that's also the fucking point. Right. Because when I did, you had something to say then, too. Uh-huh. People always have something to say. Uh-huh. At least to women. Yeah. Um, however, it is... And now it's seen that... Or now it seems that... When women are in the workplace, upspeak is criticized um, as being unsure or uninformed. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to stop seeming to in control, um, women now seem to unsure. Unsure, right. So, yeah. like, th- there's a fucking fine line, um, and nobody's figured The women have not figured it out yet. I don't think it can be figured out. Yeah. So, this is my two cents, so, so I'll, I'll leave you with. Um, I think that people will still use upspeak and there will be thought pieces on why upspeak should be acceptable and Mm -hmm. (laughs) instructional pieces on why you should stop doing it for decades to come like this is not gonna no it's not gonna go it's been almost 30 years since like the last guy talked about it yeah right i think if anything it's going to get more right popularized more like it's gonna happen more yeah, and so we'll see if it uh, finally integrates into adult language, right? Right. Or if people just keep fucking making fun of people like Julia Fox that use it. Right, but the more the people make fun of it, the more they are likely to do it. <laughs> That's also fair. That's fair. And pass it on, so I feel like right. it being have popularized like, is just going to... 
True, but I still, still think that there's going to be, like, that fucking wall, right? Because, like, people, so, like, celebrities, like, Julia Fox use it, right? Mm-hmm. Also, the Kardashians use it. Also, like, the people that use it are not respected in other ways mm. by, like, quote-unquote intellectual people. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's still going to be, like, that drawbridge that, like, you can't be smart and also use this. Right. No, it, it might not make it to that that group of people. Right. But the the common folk that watch those shows or yeah. watch these people or are on TikTok and do these things and watch Julia Fox. Right. Then... Yes, I think they'll, they'll subconsciously pick up on it, whether they're trying to oh, or not. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. But, like, I also think about, like, us, like, you and I, right? Mm-hmm. We are doing a podcast right now where we right. are, like, we're telling you smart people things, right? And we both agree. Like, I, okay. <coughs> I mean, like, I feel like this is probably something we both have struggled with, right? We are both intelligent people. We know things. Right. But people do not see us as intelligent all the time. Not all the time, no. And a lot of the time they do. Correct. Like, I run into it a lot. Like, not at work, but, like, I also am a communicator, so, like, I write for a living. Like, I don't need to, Mm -hmm. like, know math and things or science. But, like, I dated this guy once. I was just telling Matt about this. I don't know. I was just complaining. (laughs) Just complaining to my husband about previous relationships. (laughs) As we all do. But you know this guy. You didn't like him either. Yeah. I dated him for, like, a month. Um, You know who I'm talking about? The one that hated everybody and then... Um, oh, yeah. yes. But he was a scientist, right? Kodak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I forgot that's what we called him. Kodak. <laughs> we actually were just talking about him the other day. Oh, my God. Funny me enough. too. I was just all mad about him. That's so crazy. Ari and I were... That's funny. The day after she came to see the show, we were talking. He came off in conversation somehow. I don't remember why. Yeah, so I was, he was a scientist, right? Mm-hmm. And he, like... I don't know. I think he, like, put shit into a container that then, like, pretended to be weather. Like, this is how I explain it because, like, I'm not a scientist. I don't know science things. But, like, I think the fact that I know what happened and I didn't use the right terms is fine, in my opinion. You got the concept. That's right. Fine. I get yeah. the concept. And, like, um, so, yeah. So, you put this thing in there. It simulated weather. And then, like, it would corrode the metal at a certain rate. And then he, like, fucking made sure it was at the right rate. Right? So he's not a scientist. No, but he's like he ha- he was a science major that then like he does laboratory work for a living. I mean, it's in a lab. That's, that's monkey business is what that is. <laughs> it is that also takes monkey no business. fucking brain to do. That's also fair. I only say that because I know who he was as a person and I know what's coming. <laughs> but continue. But like... I mean, uh, I'm not going to, like, devolve my whole, like, fucking month and a half long relationship with this dude. But, like, he would kind of, like, treat me like... And I don't think he, like, maybe consciously meant to, but, like, he treated me like I was dumb. Mm -hmm. If I didn't, like, say the right words and explain the thing he did for a living, I'd be like, nah, it's like this. And, like, I would use my fucking layman's terms, right? Right, 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 right. And then he'd be like, well, not really. Well, and it's like, but fucking really. You he know? did that to you because he did that to everyone. Yeah, because he thought everybody was stupider than he was. He was yes. Yeah. He was a very egotistical person. Yeah. Remember when we saw him at Pride? We saw him did at Pride. We? Yeah, because he was dating some other chick that drug him to Pride. Oh, my God. And now I'm pretty sure they have a baby together. No. But sometimes I stalk them online because I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm an insane person. I like to stalk people online sometimes. Very interesting person. 
It was very weird. I don't know why I entertained that for so long. And then when I broke up with him, oh, I'm spilling the tea. Hopefully he never listens to this podcast episode because <laughs> I'm spilling the tea. Um, but when I um, broke up with him, he cried. And it was just fi- like men crying is fine. But uh, crying because somebody broke up with you after a month and a half is not fine. Like that's my feelings on the situation. He cried? He cried. And then he was like... Oh, he is a really fragile ego. That's why. He said, and I quote... Oh, God. This is bad. Maybe you should cut all this out. <laughs> um, Ken. Because I don't know about, like, like how I would feel if somebody was talking shit about me. I'm not talking shit. I'm Aaron Laundry, But nobody knows who this man is. <laughs> right. No one knows who Except for the, like, five people <laughs> that do know who this man is. And they don't listen to this podcast anymore. They don't listen. Nobody listens. I We have, like, seven listeners, and one of <laughs> one of them is in a different country. None of them are friends. <laughs> None of our friends listen to this. Maybe my mom sometimes. <laughs> but I told my mom this. <laughs> okay. But, like, no, he cried. And then he was like, I thought, like, you were the one. Like, basically. Oh, yeah. No, I think you told me that. Right. And or I was like, you thought that. I was the one? <laughs> Like you, I'm like this isn't going well at all, and you're sitting here going, "I'm gonna marry this Ooh. woman." Like he thought, and I think it was just like, and I get it too because like, I was also like, even at that point, like done with dating, mm-hmm. and I think that that was basically it. He was just done with dating, but you don't just settle for somebody that sucks when you're done with dating. No, you don't. You don't do that. Like I married somebody and met somebody and married them very quickly, right? Yeah. But, like, they didn't suck, and I knew that. No, right. Like, I vibed with them very hard, and that's right, why. Right, right. Where he was just like, I don't care if I vibe with you. I guess I'm just going to fucking suck it up at this point. Yeah, I guess that's the difference. Because I would say after a month, month and a half, I knew with Josh. Right. But we also, like you said, vibe really well. And right. It was just that situation. Yeah, and you you should know with it. And that's the thing, too, is, like, now, now that I did meet my husband within a month... Mm-hmm. Or and then married him or got engaged within a month, right? Yeah. Then like I definitely knew within a month that that guy wasn't right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. like people that are like that wishy washy about their relationship, you know, and they go back and forth and they're like, I don't know if I really like him or I don't know if I really like her. Like I'm I'm saying the him part because I usually talk to ladies about this because men, especially straight men, don't talk about this kind of shit. No. Yeah. Um, so like like if you're doing that. More than a month after you've been dating somebody, then probably not, in my opinion. No, like you're right. not gonna like learn. You might learn to like them, and that's my th- my theory is you can learn to love anybody. You can love literally anybody in this world. Yeah, because love is a different thing than like attraction and like romantic love and like non-romantic love are two different things, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can non-romantically love somebody and you're going to still think you romantically love them, right? Because you care about them and you want them to be protected and you want them to have like a great life. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you should marry them. No. And it doesn't mean you should spend the rest of your life with them. They might no. suck. You should probably maybe never see them again. But you can still <laughs> love them. Like you can love them deeply and wholeheartedly. For sure. And still never want to see them again. If you love someone, set them free. Right. If you love somebody, set them free. But yeah, that's my tirade about love and marriage. <laughs> Which has nothing somebody. to do with this topic. Right. <laughs> right. So love who you love. Don't let people call you stupid. That's that's basically. That's the gist. The The biggest gist of that was don't let people call you stupid. Right. And if they do, fucking break up with them and let them cry in your car. <laughs> oh, it's their car. They can't ride in their own car. <laughs> but <laughs> dump them if they make you feel stupid. But, okay, here is what I feel like we should leave the listener with. Okay. Is that 
when you don't use upspeak, right? Mm-hmm. And when you don't use vocal fry or you don't use like colorful ways of speaking, mm-hmm. you sound fucking monotonous and dumb. You do. You do. That's why nobody listens to your lecture. <laughs> That's why nobody listens, actually listens in your fucking board meeting because you speak like this i am intelligent and i am speaking and you will listen to me and blah 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 yeah and people are like and i'm falling asleep right but the way i speak where i use a lot of inflection you can't you can't you can't get away with not listening to me no exactly you can't drown (laughs) me out exactly inflection i'll get louder interesting (laughs) i don't know if i'd tell people that well but no that's true breaks up the monotony it does. Yep. So, thank you for attending, for <laughs> listening to us <laughs> rant on various. This one was very tangenty, various topics. Oh, various this topics. episode, but mostly about up talk. We hope that you learned something, if not one thing. I feel like what they learned is I'm never going to listen to this podcast again. <laughs> I hope that's not what you learned. <laughs> they learned I am unsubscribing. <laughs> Ah, no! <laughs> Don't unsubscribe because then you won't be, you know, notified when we have new episodes like the one that will be coming out next week. See how I segued that? That was, was such so a great. Good segue. I should just do radio. <laughs> I mean, really. There you go. Uh, but until the next episode comes out next week, we <laughs> hope that you stay, stay curious. curious. Six of one.